Hello, hello, and welcome to the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Mellinger, a business coach for women who want to make big impact in this world. In this podcast, we will cover the business strategy behind creating aligned, authentic, and empowering service-based businesses. We'll cover the spirituality as well, all the weird, the woo, and the mindset behind showing up as your full self. And of course, we'll discuss female empowerment and embodiment to tap into all of your beautiful magic. We all have so much power, wisdom, and magic to share, but are institutionally taught not to. This podcast is your resource, your opportunity, and your support system to show up fully as the magical creature you are and to love doing it. I'm so excited and honored to be with you today, so let's go ahead and get started. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm super excited that today I have one of my favorite people, one of my former mentors, actually, and someone that I went through a mastermind with last year, Natasha Rankin. So Natasha is the founder and CEO of the Sensitive Business Academy. She is a business mentor, investor, wife, mama, and yogi. She's the founder and CEO of the Sensitive Business Academy that helps highly sensitive coaches get to 10K months by turning their expertise into a premium group program that scales without more of their time and energy. Natasha combines intuitive marketing and sales strategy with deeper mindset and healing work in all of her programs to create the greatest transformation for her clients. And as if that wasn't enough, she's also just an extremely cool human being. And I think that on this episode, you're going to hear a lot of her personality and her expertise come through. So Natasha, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here and looking forward to this chat and then we get to hang out again. I know. I haven't... Obviously, I follow you. I absorb all of your content because it's amazing but we like actually haven't spoken, spoken in a while. So I think this is going to be a fun opportunity. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So today we are talking about energy, feminine, masculine, the flow, all of that. But before we get into it, I love your story. Like one of the things that drew me to you when we started working together was how similar our backgrounds were and also all the work that you had done to kind of recondition yourself. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, how you got to where you are. Yes. Okay. So where to begin? Okay. Um, my, I would say my story goes back to corporate, right? Like a lot of people. Um, I really grew up wanting to be an entrepreneur, had no idea what that would look like, um, didn't really feel possible for me. Um, and then it t- came time to go to university and, and I didn't have a business idea. And it was like, well, what you do is you go to university. So that's what I did. Um, followed the corporate path, got kind of the dream, the quote unquote dream job. Right. And I knew I didn't want it, but I felt like I needed to just see. I just needed to see what this was all about that everyone was saying was so great. So I did that. Um, worked in a very intense like high achievement based environment. And I did all the things I thought I would want to do, right? I was getting the raises, the promotions. uh, I was actually being flown across the world, traveling with the company, um, all of the stuff that looks so glamorous. And I was just dying inside. I was so miserable. I was so frustrated. I had so much anger, which I did not know at the time. Um, And, you know, I just felt so confused. And yeah, I was putting on this facade of like, everything's great, I'm performing, but it just wasn't landing. And I had no, at that time, I had no um, tools, no context, no, I didn't even know that I had any power of my thoughts or my feelings. Like I literally thought feelings was like good or bad. <laughs> like that was, that was my context, right? And so- That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so- I'm just like bubbling over right inside. And one day I just decided to quit. I was working 12 hour days. I tried to interview for other positions while I was there, but there was literally no hours in the day. Turns out HR of other companies works like nine to five. (laughs) So there was just no chance. And so I just left. Um, And I felt in that moment, 
so free and so I knew that was the right move, right? I needed to hit pause to explore where I was going. Um, and that turned into like a three-month hiatus. Lots of fear came up there when it was like, oh shit, what have I done, right? And and it really just led me to a place of like deep surrender and um, coming back to the truth that I wanted to be free. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted financial freedom. I wanted to be in control of my destiny. And I wanted to help people. And um, that led me to an opportunity in Indianapolis with a small boutique commercial real estate company. And so it was literally found the position on Craigslist, one of the most hilarious stories. When I tell people in the industry that that happened, I met my mentor, uh, Drew, at, at that time, through that Craigslist ad and basically just said, you know, I'm going to learn this industry inside and out. I know this is a path to um, entrepreneurship and I just absorbed everything I could and uh, made myself useful with him and within you know a year or so I had my real estate license was doing million dollar transactions um, and then you know four years in had built a multi six-figure commercial real estate business and it was life-changing and at that time I also um, felt called to yoga teacher training, went through a, you know, a spiritual journey and um, became certified as a health coach at that time too. So there were like, it felt like there were these two like parallel lives happening at the same time, but I at least felt much more um, satisfied with my life is what the word I would use. Um, and I was also uncovering and doing so much deep healing work at that time. And it, it was the first time that I felt like I was discovering who I really was, you know. And then long story short, um, decided to combine all of that experience into business coaching and started working with women on, on helping them grow their businesses and eventually landed on, you know, this the niche that I'm in now where I'm working specifically with highly sensitive coaches, spiritual women who um want to grow their businesses and I'm really helping them with the strategic pieces as well as the energetic pieces as well because what I found in my journey is that we need both we need to hold space for both and there was a time after I left the whole corporate world where I kind of rejected the masculine side of things entirely and I kind of labeled that as bad and I leaned into the feminine very deeply um, and it took a while for me to integrate the two and bring them into harmony in a way that was actually really effective and powerful, um, which is where I coach from today. I love how, one, I love your whole story and we've talked about this before, but I love how like you never half-ass anything. You took this, hi and obviously you gave us the shortened version, but you took this hiatus, you just, you know, realized that, okay, I'm done. I'm going to leave my job, don't have anything lined up, but I'm going to have this figured out. Oh, and I'm going to go hard on the real estate and grow this huge company. And I'm going to go to yoga teacher training. And I'm going to go through this deep, chaotic, amazing, beautiful, hellish journey of self-healing. <laughs> and still be a human. Like, still. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my vibe. <laughs> that is just, I think that that's incredible. And I think that's a testament to following the truth. I really liked how you said that it was coming back to your truth of the freedom and the independence and being the creator of your own reality and what you wanted there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I want to say about that is there was a time when that going all in energy was coming from a place of believing that uh, what was on the other side was better, right? The idea that there is better than here mm -hmm. and so it was coming from this place of lack and this place of like I need to achieve this thing and then I'll be you know complete satisfied loved okay whatever the insert word um and now I still bring that same level of commitment as far as going all in energetically and with focus but now it's never from a place of um chasing it's from a place of desire, right? And it's like, I'll see a new desire 
in my field, like opening up for me. And I'm like aware that it's now percolating. And then there'll be a moment when I just decide, okay, you've been kind of exploring and, and toying with this desire for a little while. And then there's a moment where I say, okay, I'm like claiming it. This is now who I am. This is now what I'm moving towards. But it's not coming from like this chaotic, needy, desperate energy like it probably used to. Now it's just like, well, I can create whatever I want. Therefore, I'm going to just claim it, right? And like, let's set everything into motion in that direction. I think that's a really important clarification. And I know that that's something that you, when we were working together, really helped me with. And I feel like even in the past few months, I've sat into that more of when so many of us leave corporate, we're running away from something, which which is not inherently a bad thing, right? Like it gets us out of where we're at, but we're running away from something. And if we don't intentionally take a step back and think, okay, what am I running towards though? What am I creating? Mm -hmm. We stay Mm -hmm. in that lack mentality, that fear, that scarcity without ever coming out of it and realizing this actually gets to be fun. Like it's really hard. You, You know, you've built multiple businesses at this point, how hard it is to be an entrepreneur but like it gets to be fun too. It gets to be enjoyable mm-hmm. too if we decide to step out of that cycle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 100%. How, I guess then, if you want to share the then, but also now, mm-hmm. how do you bring yourself out of that? How do you know like, okay, this is percolating. I'm not mm-hmm. quite ready for it, but okay, now I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I would say on a day-to-day basis, I'm checking in with my energy all the time, right? So um, if I feel relaxed, calm, my, you know, my shoulders are down, I'm breathing deeply, like all of these little cues to know where my, that's telling me where my point of focus is on any given moment, right? And So if I'm living in that space, then I'm good. I'm going to keep moving through my day from that energy, from that space. If I notice that I'm in a more contracted state and um, that tells me that I'm thinking thoughts that are not true, right? Not in alignment with my highest self, not useful thoughts for where I'm going. And so I will pause and actually shift that. I will intentionally shift that. I'll investigate what the thoughts are, whether they're really true. And then for me, this is part of what I teach in my liberation method inside my programs is movement. So movement has literally changed my life. I did not grow up with any kind of movement in my life. It was not modeled. It was literally like you would exercise to lose weight. Like that was the only context through which I thought movement existed. And you know, now I just use it as a tool to shift my energy and to complete the stress cycle, to shift out of fight or flight and to really come back into a regulated state, which is essential for manifestation. And that's such a big part of the process that skipped. I have found where it's like, well, just change your thoughts. It's like, yes, change your thoughts. And for me, at least, I need something more to shift my energy Um, And so hot yoga has been transformational for me in that sense. It's now evolved into doing intuitive movement as well, Um, realizing it doesn't have to be a third, you know, a 60 or 90 minute intense class every time I can actually do it in 15 minutes and just using that on a regular basis to to change my um, the thoughts that I'm, I'm thinking, right, which ultimately changes my vibration and my experience of life. And that's what I've learned is um, it's less about is this thing aligned versus am I aligned? Ooh. Oh, I fucking love that one. Yeah, because there's been times when I've like judged and rejected certain things through the lens of like this is not aligned. But it's really not about that. Like, you know, I have to to do admin things in my life and in my business, right? Like there are things that we have to do that 
aren't necessarily like the most fun and shiny. And yet I can bring fun and shiny to that thing. I don't need that thing to be fun and shiny. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of that um, that I do on a, on a regular basis. And so I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like I, yeah. I went a little off <laughs> off topic there, but that's kind of what it looks like on a, a day-to-day basis to shift. No, I think that was perfect. And I even now have moments and days and sometimes longer than a day at a time of just like, I can logic through this, I can power through this, and I can like head down, get it done, because that's that's how we're conditioned. You work hard, you get it mm-hmm. done, you, you don't complain. Mm-hmm. But it's not about just getting it done. It's about having the fun and bringing it. And again, it's not, you can, there's great, there are so many great things you can do from like a journaling perspective or uh, verbalizing it and external processing and all the the mind stuff, like don't want to discount mm-hmm. any of that. I'm here for it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. But the energy is still trapped in your body. You still mm-hmm. like have all this nervous anxiety that just doesn't move. So as much as mm-hmm. you can try the affirmations or you can try whatever it is, they're not going to do anything for you if the core of you still is not changing. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was because I knew I was meeting with you this afternoon or what it was, but I was doing a meditation this morning and I was like sitting on my little rug in my office and it's, you know, a gentle guided meditation that wants you to like sit calmly and breathe. And I'm just like rocking out and like moving (laughs) for this whole 15 minute thing and like barely paying any attention. And when I was done, I went into warrior poses, which is something that you and I worked a lot on of like in our intuitive mm-hmm. movement sessions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Natasha would be so proud of me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, that, and that's like so important, you know, to lead with what you actually need. We have lots of tools and uh, which is amazing. And I'm here for all of them as well, as far as the mind piece. And I use that as part of the liberation method is exploring the thoughts. Um, but the, there's nothing more liberating than just letting yourself move for the sake of movement's sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, what that does is just shifts so much. It literally shifts your vibration, right? Because emotions are just vibrations moving through the body. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's true freedom to me. That's true freedom is knowing that I have power over how I feel Mm -hmm. and I can actually create feelings and therefore I need nothing. Yeah. Right. And that's the ultimate place of um, liberation and being unattached and and doing things without needing anything in return because I don't need that thing to create the feeling that I think it's going to create because I can just create that right now. I think I freaking love that. I think it's taking almost from a place of reactivity to a place of proactivity of I'm not allowing my emotions to control me. I am Mm -hmm. creating the emotions that are going to most support what I want. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then also knowing that um, the goal is not to feel good all the time Mm. as well. Right. So there's like that piece of it as well, that life is 50, 50, um contrast is required contrast is a huge catalyst it's been a huge catalyst for me earlier this year which kind of comes back into the desire piece right the contrast is there to show you what you desire and I have noticed that there's a pattern where I've like lived in this is good enough Mm -hmm. in lots of ways for a long time and then I'll experience contrast that will then propel me towards the actual true desire Right. And so that's very useful. And so the work there is to be aware when you're in the contrast and not make it bad or wrong or judge yourself because then it just layers on, right? More, more. And instead, you know, slowly kind of work to move through it and process it, but not be so attached or fearful that like this is permanent. It's just like, this is just a moment, you know? And 
life is 50-50. And when you know that, it's kind of a relief. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, I can just be with this today. It doesn't always mean that you're going to go from feeling shitty to feeling amazing. It's just about living in amazing more of the time. And I think that for me, growing up in the conditioning that I've had, there's no observer status. It's either good mm-hmm. or bad. Mm-hmm. You either have to fix it or it's fine. And when you can go more into that, like just the fly on the wall of your own life of, okay, mm-hmm. so this is a thing that I'm dealing with and it's not great, but I'm going to deal with it. Okay, cool. And take the the emotional tie out of it. Mm-hmm. It holy hell, it changes the game. Like you get to actually breathe out and be like, okay, like I got this. This is going to be hard possibly, but it's going to be a thing. And then it's going to be over at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's exhaling through any conditions. You know, I'll literally find myself sometimes holding my breath thinking when I get to this thing, then I can relax. And when I catch that thought loop, it's like, okay, so I need to relax now. (laughs) right like that's like the indication when I uncover that that uh thought and then you know balance is restored and it's all good and everything gets 10 times more fun I think there's so much of building a business obviously that is strategy we both have businesses that are built on strategy but it's the strategy really of shifting the internal because once you have the internal quote unquote, in line, aligned, it's much easier, like you said earlier, to then manifest if you're in this place of like, everything Mm -hmm. may or may not be going great, but I know what I am. I know what my truth is. I know what I'm working towards. And that's enough. Mm -hmm. And knowing that it's leading you to greatness. Yes. Right. Like the the contrast is leading you to great things and then when you know that and when you've lived that and it becomes like a knowing mm-hmm. in your bones and in your life you then get to relax a bit more throughout it to say okay well this sucks right now and I know it's showing me more of what I desire I know it's propelling me forward so I can just be with it you know and and the strategy piece I love that you brought that up um because I've got some fun new downloads to share around yeah. that topic. so is now the time to dive in. <laughs> okay, so I feel like from the strategy perspective, you're absolutely right. Like, have a strategy for shifting your energy and your vibration first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yes, and strategy in business is there are like two key downloads that have really locked into place for me over the last couple of months. And one is that I really teach strategy from a principle perspective. Mm. So instead of it being about steps or formulas or the one way, because I don't believe in that, mm-hmm. but I do believe in strategy as a concept. Um, so it's more about coming at it from a principle perspective, right? There are just these overarching principles about business that we can leverage and tap into to influence how we set up our business, right? And so I really teach it from that standpoint. And when when you do that, you can leverage strategy to create a more frictionless experience of your day-to-day. And so here are the, the key money lessons that have really dropped in over the last few months for me. And there's three core principles that allow you to open to more money. And this is how you grow wealth, okay? And so the first thing is that you have to have a strong, solid, unwavering belief that you can receive money through that particular channel. So what I mean by this is um, when people say they can like manifest random checks and like money left and right, but not through their business, it's because there's resistance. There is an underlying belief that you cannot receive money through that business. Whereas there's no resistance, there's no friction to the idea that you could receive a random check in the mail because you're not even thinking about it, right? So like money is finding its way to you, but you're you're not allowing it through that particular channel because there's 
there's resistance there. There's an underlying belief that is stopping it. And this is also why things like real estate work so well in the world is because when you invest in real estate, there's like a collective belief that you're going to make money. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. So there's like this collective belief. And when you, this is why proven strategies work because it's like you're buying into the belief that this is going to work. And that's not wrong because you need the belief piece. So Mm -hmm. great. If that's what it's, if that's what's required to get you fully behind the belief that money can come in that way, great, like do it. But you need the belief piece. And then you need a frictionless channel, okay? And so this is kind of when people talk about effortless. Effortlessness um, doesn't mean lack of effort in the sense like it doesn't mean lack of action, Mm -hmm. but it does mean that um, there's an ease to it. And there's, and I like the word frictionless because to me that's more visual. I'm like imagining like there's like a tunnel, right? Like mm-hmm. a channel. And if you think about that being like fully smooth and there's no barriers and like money can just come shooting through it, <laughs> right? Whereas if there's friction, there's like spikies on the way down that's like slowing it down. There's like more crap in the way, right? And that's, and that's how we can use strategy and systems and automation and masculine containers to remove those pieces of friction. And this is something I'm doing in my business right now is I'm eliminating sales calls for my high ticket program. And like in the business world, there's like this belief that you have to do sales calls to enroll high ticket. I've always done sales calls. I enjoy them. I'm good at them. I enjoy connecting with people. And I'm just at a point in my business and life where it now feels like friction. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do them. I don't want to hold space in that way on my calendar. And and I can see that that's a point of friction right now for clients to come in. So I'm eliminating it, right? So we're removing that from the process so that it's even easier for clients to come in. And that's just based on the individual person, right? That's where I am right now and based on where my belief is and my resistance and, and all those things. Um, you have to have this frictionless path. And so what I've been focused on is building multiple channels for wealth to build that is frictionless. So that's part of my investing strategy, right? Investing in the market, it's just going in there and I'm just releasing it unattached, investing with intention and with education, but then letting it go. I'm like not thinking about it at all. There's no resistance. I fully believe that that money is going to multiply. Same thing with real estate investing. It's it's passive. It's hands off. We have a management company. I don't deal with it in the day to day. It's just building and amplifying. And so I've been looking at all these ways in my life where I need to remove friction so that more money can come in. And then the last thing is Before once you, you have... Let yeah, me interrupt so, you real quick. Two things on that one. One, completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but... I really want to highlight the fact because I did not do a great job in your introduction. You are an investor. Like I, I want to highlight that for a second because I don't think it's something that is talked about enough that not only are you a woman building a business, teaching masculine and feminine energy, which is rare enough on its own that you're a woman teaching masculine energy you are taking control of your finances and your wealth and you're applying all of the the strategies and the principles and the mindset that goes towards your business and what you're helping other people with across the spectrum of your life. So mm-hmm. I, I really just want to call that out for the listeners of like, <laughs> this is not just business related. This is across the spectrum of your mm-hmm. life. And also take control of your finances. Like learn from Natasha, take control of your finances. <laughs> call you out on that one. Um, And then two, I think you said it before about the effortlessness is not a lack of action. And I Mm -hmm. think the way that you described it instead saying frictionless, one, I can see you as we're recording this. So like your little description (laughs) was great, but it also makes much more sense because it's not a matter of you're not working for it, right? You're still putting in the action and the energy and the effort and the manifestation pieces and you're making it as smooth as freaking possible for it to come to you. 
Mm-hmm. And I just, I really like that. Um, I may take that terminology for my own use. But yeah, I just, please. I really wanted to it. highlight that. So go ahead, keep going. Yeah, well, thanks for pulling out those nuggets. And I also want to shout out Elizabeth Ralph, who has been hugely instrumental in my wealth building journey. Um, I started working with her at the beginning of this year. She has a program called The Spiritual Investor. And it just really helped me step into my wealth identity. Even though I was investing before, I didn't I didn't fully embody it. I didn't fully claim it, you know? And she's really helped my me build this much bigger context for my life. Um, anyway, so go and check her out if, if any of you are curious, because she's amazing. And so the third piece that I I believe opens the money channel, right? So we've got belief. We need a frictionless channel for the money to come in. And then it's just about living your life, raising your vibration, having fun, raising your energy. But the problem that a lot of people, um, the issue that a lot of people have in business, especially spiritual entrepreneurs like the women I work with, is that they have the vibe thing down, right? They're very focused on their energy. They are like actively trying to shift their energy and, and raise their vibration, but they don't have the the frictionless channel in place. So it's like the money can't come in because mm-hmm. there's like nowhere for it to come through. So it has to come through these random one-off places that doesn't build trust. It doesn't build sustainability. It doesn't build consistency. And it ultimately then drops you out of your vibe again, right? So it's like the cycle that happens. Whereas when you can build one clean channel and it's like in place and all you got to do is like go live your life and money can just keep coming through. And this is why... I'm such a big proponent of, you know, my program, the Sensitive Business Academy. This is what it what it's designed to do is help coaches and healers and spiritual women package their work into this one core offer, get that up and running, get that automated, get that flowing so that you can leverage this principle of frictionless. First and foremost, then you can go off and do new things and create other things and live your life, but you've at least got this one channel that's available, that's working, um, and it's simple, right? Because if we're living in low-level overwhelm all the time, which is my number one default emotion, by the way, is overwhelm. Like, I'll go there in a hot second, and it's and I'm doing it less and less, but that's that's where I got comfortable living for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And that is not that is not money. That is not the vibe of money, right? And we can kind of pretend that we're not overwhelmed. But the truth is, if you're trying to launch a bunch of different things and you're not getting traction on those things, there is overwhelm. And, and so sometimes it's about simplifying, cutting back, you know, doing less. And really allowing yourself to create this one channel first. And it doesn't mean forever, but it's just like first and then layer on, you know? And so um, that, that's kind of my philosophy that I'm really living into right now. And it is working. It is working. <laughs> it is flowing. It is, it is fun. It, is, uh, it really is getting more and more frictionless, mm-hmm. you know? And then you get to... Once you have that foundation, you can then start adding on team members and creating leverage that way. And then it, it compounds and it happens faster, mm-hmm. you know, but you do need that foundation first to be able to go faster, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> or receive faster is probably a more accurate word. Receive quicker and easier. Yeah. that, And I think... I want to pull out the fact that, yes, Natasha, you've been in business for several years now. And I like to, a couple of things. I'm going to try and make this as concise as possible. One of them is the fact that you said, for now, then you layer stuff in. Like, what you're mm-hmm. doing now is not what you're doing forever. Mm-hmm. But when you can narrow your focus, take out the extraneous things that are for later, just in the bucket later. Mm-hmm. It allows you to be more dedicated to it and get you through it faster. Whereas I know when I started, I had like 15 different ideas. I think I had at one point like 12 different offers on my website. 
that didn't really, like I had Reiki sessions up there and coaching sessions and business audit sessions. And like, I was also doing consulting on the side and it just was this mess of chaos that the messaging wasn't clear. It wasn't clear who I helped. I wasn't clear on who I helped or what I did or anything like that. So not only was I constantly overwhelmed, I was also frustrated and couldn't understand, like so confused. I couldn't understand what wasn't working. And it's because my energy was in a thousand different directions instead of focusing on one thing, getting it to a point that it was frictionless and then being able to be like, okay, now I can actually enjoy my life and this business that I'm creating to have space in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And this, Split energy is a real thing, you know, like I always struggled with the idea of you need to focus on one thing. I'm a man, Jen, like I'm designed to have interests and do lots of things and like follow what lights me up. So I always kind of, I felt like I had to choose between, Mm -hmm. like I could either do a million things or I had to just like do this one thing. And I've now since just given myself permission to say, no, pursue many interests and focus on one thing at a time when you're looking to monetize, Mm -hmm. you know, like not everything in my life has to be monetized, A, and B, um, be really honest about capacity. And that's something I've had to learn, which is really takes restraint (laughs) and discipline. And I can still follow the interest and I can still light myself up in that way, but I don't have to you know, turn it into an offer. Maybe there's a way to add it to an existing offer. Maybe there's a way for me to go and speak on this in other people's communities. Like, you know, there's so many different ways to allow that uh, interest to be pursued without you having to make it like another offer in your business that requires, that's just going to create split energy. That is, that is the, one of the gentlest call outs of previous of a previous Chrissy that I think you have ever <laughs> given me of there was a time not so far away that I thought everything that I was studying needed to be something that I incorporated into the business and if it mm-hmm. didn't have an ROI for the business then it wasn't worth pursuing mm-hmm. and I think some of that there's a lot of things into that, right? But part of it is separating out Chrissy as a human versus Chrissy as mm-hmm. a business owner. Mm-hmm. And also I'm a manifester. Like my human design is manifester. So mm-hmm. I'll go through periods where it's all about the business and the creativity. And then I have periods of rest and I'm like, I don't want to do a single fucking thing except yeah. go, you know, learn the Akashic records and how to access them mm-hmm. or things like that. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, again, I feel like I keep repeating myself, but I really like how you said that of not everything needs to be monetized. Some of it mm-hmm. is just for you or just for fun. And if it ends up being in the business, cool. Mm-hmm. That's not how mm-hmm. we're living our life though. We're not living our life to monetize something and put it out for other people. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And maybe it doesn't need to be monetized right now. Like that's mm-hmm. also the lens through which you can look at. And this is something I learned looking back on my journey, something I would have done differently, perhaps that, of course, no regrets because I got all the lessons I needed. But um, if I was to have my time again, when I transitioned from like transacting in the real estate world and actually doing deals, mm-hmm. um, I've not done anything in that realm for a year now. Um, I would have actually built a frictionless container for that basically removed myself from the day-to-day to free up my energy to then focus more on the coaching business Mm -hmm. and had money just flowing in from that other business that's what I would have done differently and that's what I'm now that's the lens I'm now building from today is like get something up and running figure out how to make it bigger than me figure out how to hire and create you know a container around it and then my interest, wherever my energy and my interest goes, I can go there next, you know, but there's still wealth building, mm-hmm. there's still lives being impacted, there's still, it still lives on, you know, versus feeling like, well, when my energy and excitement about the thing is gone, then it has to be done, it, you know, 
then it has to be eliminated from the world. And that's such a much more expansive and exciting vantage point to create from, knowing that I'm creating something right now that's going to live on beyond my everyday focus and attention. Mm-hmm. And that's like, whew, feels, feels so good for a man gen like me <laughs> to be like, oh, that's the piece. That's the piece, you know? I still get to pursue all of this, but in a hands-off way that it's not me actually doing all of it. Yes. Yes. So I feel like this is such a good conversation. I feel like we are touching on very similar themes of the masculine and the feminine, but in a different way, which I think is awesome. Like we booked this in order to riff with each other and not have like a hard set. But a lot of it keeps coming back to, and you said it at the very beginning I wrote down, leaning into this surrender. Because like both of us, hardcore, at least started out of like, I want to do this and I have these big goals and I have this thing and I did it and I just like can't get it all out at once. Mm -hmm. So as we're building these frictionless systems, as we're building this unwavering belief that this, that this stream is going to happen in this channel and it's coming for us. And we have all these nasty little thoughts coming back up. How you are, I consider you an expert in feminine energy, especially from your background of being very much in the masculine. Mm -hmm. Share with us your practices. And I know you already did some of it, but like your practices or how we can actually lean into that surrender, which for a lot of people is the most uncomfortable feeling in the world of like Mm -hmm. actually having faith that this thing, which is terrifying and vulnerable and scary is actually going to be a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we do that? How did you lean into the surrender? Yeah, great question. I mean, some of it at the beginning came through, Force, right like the universe being like okay you're just gonna have to learn how to do this and I don't think that's required it's certainly not you know how I live anymore I mean there may be times in the future but <laughs> you know who knows but um it really again comes back to that being unattached and needing nothing you know so it's like I love experiences I love wealth I love things I love you know I love all of that and I need none of it Mm -hmm. you know and it's like being able to stand in that duality and and really know that not just like pretend but truly know that and there are many moments throughout my day where I have that realization again you know where I'm sitting outside and I'm sitting on the front porch this morning like I like I did after um the kids at my toddler is in a nanny share and today they're actually at our house instead of the, the other house like normal and just like seeing them get packed off in the little double stroller and they had the little snacks in their hand and they were going to the park and then I just sat on the front steps and had a cup of tea and did my client boxer and it's just like I just pause and I'm like this like this this is all I need is presence, Mm -hmm. gratitude, appreciation. And when you live from that place, then you don't need the other stuff. And so essentially you are in a surrendered state, right? And like, obviously I'm not like in that state 24 seven, don't get me wrong, but it's like a practice to come back to it as much as possible. And Part of that practice is also releasing the way that the money needs to come, which is hard, right? Because we kind of say, well, I need it to come through this way. And what I found is opening up to having more ways that money can come releases the pressure and, again, creates more of a frictionless experience um, versus it being like it has to come through this one thing has to come through the business otherwise I'm screwed Mm -hmm. that's not um that's not a very you know a surrendered state to be in and I recognize that like the realities of that isn't always possible and trust me I've had so many moments where it felt like that was impossible like I need the money like what do you mean Mm -hmm. um 
And so when I get into those places, I will just go to worst case scenario. It's like, okay, worst case scenario, I make no money for six months. I, you know, go into a ton of debt. I go and get a job and like I figure out my next move. You know, it's like I've, I've had student loans. I've, I've paid off student loans before. I've, I've done that. I've done you know, bigger, scarier things, like I'll figure it out, you know, but sometimes I have to take my anxiety all the way to worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then I realize worst case scenario isn't that bad because I'm still surrounded by people I love. I still have an incredible daughter. I still am a, you know, a human who has gifts and can do fun things in the world that require no money, you know, so then it just kind of, it relaxes me and brings me back into that more useful state. And then of course, now, like in today's moment, which again, let me remind everybody, this was not my reality. Like I came from a a home where money was so stressful, where it was so tight. After my parents divorced, it was me and my mom. She didn't know how she was going to keep me in school. I went to a private school at that time. And it was like, I absorbed all of that stress around money. And um now, because of some of the choices that I've made and the mentors that I've learned from, I and building reoccurring revenue and then building wealth. So it's like money is working for me and money is growing in the background. So it's not like I literally could ever go to zero, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like this compounding effect. This is why building wealth is really important as early as possible because ultimately knowing that you have assets working for you, creating income, and you don't need to rely on earned income is like the ultimate freedom to live from that surrendered state. And obviously that takes time and effort and intention to get there. Um, but like that, if I could share a broader context with everybody, it would be to start thinking through that lens. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, you, you release the pressure that like money has to come this one way. Because instead, it's like, well, money could come through my real estate portfolio. Money could come through my investments. Money could come through my coaching business. Money could come through, you know, my real estate brokerage business. Like, there's ways. Of, there's lots of ways. And then you're not strangling the universe to say, like, got to come through this way. And I've been there, and I've done that, and it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Um, and it's also not effective. So... It's kind of looking for, if, if right now for people listening, if you're feeling like, well, I've got, I only have one business, like, what do you mean? I would ask yourself the question, what are some fun, easy ways that money could come to me right now that have nothing to do with setting up a business? But it's like, well, you know, you could receive a check in the mail saying you overpaid for your insurance. You could um, get a random you know, request for you to do some consulting work about something that you know. You could um, turn in your leased car early and the dealership might pay you to receive it. That happened to me last year, right? <laughs> um, just, there's just infinite ways that you have to open your mind to it, first and foremost. And you're never going to do that if you're focusing on it needs to come this way. Mm -hmm. So instead, take that energy and say, well, what are some other ways that it could come right now? as a short-term perspective, right, that you can do on the daily right now and then look through the lens of big picture thinking to see how you can build other revenue streams in the future so that you're not reliant on this one. I think, again, so many, so many things, but it's, Going back to creating that safety in yourself, taking yourself out of, um, oh shoot, I will, I will link it in the show notes because I can't think of it, but it's a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. There we go. I knew you would know, but it is a great explanation of basically what, what we're talking about of separating mm -hmm. out you are not your emotions, you are not your fears, you are not all of this chaos, you are the observer of all of it. And when you can be aware of all the great things happening, like mm -hmm. being able to sit on your front step while your kids are being taken care of, um, watching and being aware of like the stranglehold that we are ourselves putting on the universe and being like, 
okay, I don't want all of this goodness on this side. I want you to come on this side. And the universe right. is like, um, but like I I have so I, I have so much over here. And you're like, nope, I don't want to see it. I only want to see this. And just being aware of it, being in that observer and making the adjustments and the awareness of it, the awareness of where do you need to have more faith? Where can you practice more of that? And I mean, good Lord, people, you are getting so much goodness in this episode. The <laughs> I worked with Natasha for four months and obviously got so much more amazingness out of it. But one of the things that I still continue to this day is the journaling through of where can I receive? Mm -hmm. And yes, we're talking about the context of business. We're talking about the context of money and wealth and all of this. But energy is not compartmentalized. As we are receiving money, we are also receiving clients or friendships or fill in the blank, whatever it is. So it's not only where can you receive other forms of wealth and income, where can you receive, period. Mm-hmm. Where can you receive more love in your relationships, more support from your business team or your, your your human life team, or you know where can you receive more health or whatever it is. It's being aware of it and also opening, like fully opening yourself up to the concept of just the universe wants to love on us. Like the universe is our best friend. How can it, how can we let it love on us? How can we create that frictionless environment across our mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. She just wants to be like, here, you have a car and you have a car and you yeah. have like a of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's law, right? It's also not yes. that, um abstract. Like I used to feel like it was so abstract and Abraham Hicks and, you know, have really helped me simplify everything right where it's just like this is just law and you've just got to line up with the stuff that's really it it's not that hard Mm -hmm. um and so when you line up with the stuff and you come into a state of appreciation like you're saying right all these small moments of gratitude and appreciation unconditional love that's what the practice is every single day multiple times a day not just you start your day with a meditation and write <laughs> yeah. and then like check I'm done. It's like, no, like how are you embodying and living this every single moment or at least as close to as you can to be in that state. And then that's what attracts everything that you want. Mm-hmm. Of course, not just money, of course, not just clients, but like all of the goodness and the deliciousness of life is that frequency. So yeah, that's that's the practice. You you nailed it. <laughs> there is so much. I'm like thinking through. I'm like, how am I going to write these freaking show notes? There's so <laughs> much that we've covered in this. But I think that this, I mean, this is the conversation, right? It is, it's not just here's the tiny bucket of strategy that we're going to talk about or here's the tiny bucket because we are multifaceted creatures like mm-hmm. we have so many different things whether you're a manny gen or a manifestor or whatever the hell other human design like it doesn't matter we're all multifaceted creatures mm-hmm. and i just like i'm so excited that you were here today and this was such a good conversation thank you this has been so fun like this is literally my dream is just having conversations with incredible women and expanding our consciousness together and riffing and playing and learning and falling and getting back up and you know all of it I'm here for it all and I'm just so grateful that our paths crossed and that we were able to work together and that you invited me on today and yeah this has been so fun so before we tell people how to find you and your offers and all the stuff you got going on is there like is there anything else you want to talk about and or what's one thing that you want people to know like what's one more nugget or one emphasized nugget Mm. yeah such a good question um I think what's coming through right now is ask yourself where are you not letting yourself want what you want because you believe it's too complicated or it's too hard or you're not sure how or it feels too far away and you don't want to 
you don't want to acknowledge that there might be a gap, right? So therefore you say, well, I'm just going to think about this one tiny thing that's like one tenth of what I actually want because that feels safer and then I might not have to think that I'm really far away from it. Where are you doing that in your life right now? Like across the board. And then ask yourself, what do you actually want? Right? What do you actually want? What do you actually want? <laughs> like keep going. What do you actually want? And and get into the practice of needing to know the how or there needing to be any urgency around it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because remembering that it's no better there than it is here. Mm-hmm. And you get to be fully and completely satisfied exactly where you are and have desires that you're moving towards as well. Like it's a both end. I, I will for sure be doing that. Um, <laughs> and it's, yeah, I really like the, you can be fully satisfied right here. You can love your life and also recognize that there is more. And it's not a greener pastures over there. It's I'm home. I create safety in myself. This is super Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing stuff that is going to bring different super cool stuff here. Not better, Mm -hmm. not more, just different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And nothing, (laughs) nothing is going to save you from the human experience. Damn it, man. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) I just had to throw that one in there. So it's just, so it's like that thing that just, there's no urgency to get to the desire. There's no urgency to experience that because it's, it's not going to save you from having human emotions, unfortunately. So instead you can just exhale and you can just be like, oh yeah, I'd really like to experience that. Ooh, what it would be, what it, would it be like to have this or to do this and, and just like play in it. And yeah, that's my... That's my final nugget. I love it. Oh my goodness. So good. Okay. So how can people, and I will link everything in the show notes that you sent me the detailed one. How can people connect with you? What do you got going on that they can access from you? You talked about the Sensitive Business Academy. Tell us more about that. Give us all the ways that they can have more Natasha in their life. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity to share. So I hang out mostly on Instagram. So you can follow me at, at the Natasha Rankin, um, mostly on stories over there, sharing about my life, my day, my business, all the things. Um, the Sensitive Business Academy is open enrollment, which means you can hop in there anytime, whenever you're ready, we're ready. Um, and it's specifically for coaches, healers, practitioners who have been working with clients one-on-one. You know that you're great at what you do and now you're looking for a way to scale your income while protecting your energy and creating more of that frictionless experience for money to flow in and scaling to 10K months. Um, We'll link the application for that. So that's just application. We'll hop on a call or maybe by the time (laughs) you do this, we won't hop on a call and you will get more details through the new channel that we create. Uh, But either way, the women in that container are just incredible and they are just leveling up in all of the ways. And um what else do I have to tell you? Um, I also have a free Facebook group called Sensitive Coaches Scaling to Six Figures. Come hang out with me there. I love just riffing on topics just like I did today on the podcast. So I go live in there, um, you know, when I feel inspired and, and share other content for you guys to help you up-level your coaching business and create more wealth. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's me. <laughs> You, at the bare, bare minimum, you want to be following Natasha on Instagram, assuming you have that platform, because yes, the content is amazing, but also you can feel the love and the gratitude come through. And for me, when I see your stories, regardless of what you're talking about, it's a reminder to just like take a breath and be like, what am I grateful for in this moment? whatever it is like your your energy comes through so clear and then also I'm gonna highlight this Natasha did not get on her email list like the the nuggets that come through the email list and the opportunities just to have like more of her energy 
you need that in your life. They're both free. Like, just do it. You, you just want to do it. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much. And that means the world to me to know that um, you can feel my energy in the way that I show up you know, on the, on the interwebs. And, uh, I'm so grateful to you and to all your listeners for taking the time to hang out today and wishing you all so much success and abundance and peace. Oh my goodness, Natasha. Thank you so much. We have thoroughly enjoyed it. All of Natasha's connection links will be in the show notes. So be sure to check them out and follow and just be with her. All right, guys, we will talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you loved what you heard. If you did, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review. This helps me make sure that the great bits keep coming your way. If we aren't already connected on social media, come join my community on Instagram at Chrissy Mellinger, all one word, or visit my website at ChrissyMellinger.com. On my website, you can sign up for some fun freebies, trainings, and my email list. I can't wait to connect with you on socials, my email list where there's so many surprise goodies, and the next Soulfully Strategic Entrepreneurship podcast episode. In the meantime, go be your amazing self, sunshine. You've got this.